What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Actors with Issues, the weekly podcast where we interview the rising stars of TV, film, and Broadway and give you an inside look at the entertainment industry from the ground level. I'm your host, Juan Ayala, and joining me today is actor and professional figure skater Michael Sasaki, whose recent credits include Shameless, Cobra Kai, LA's Finest, and SWAT. Michael, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. As I usually start every interview with the sort of generic question, Mm. how did you get started as an actor? And I'm more interested in how you got started figure skating, but we'll get to both of those. But yeah, how did all of this start for you? Sure. Um, I I usually tell like, okay, I'm going to, I have long story, but um, the very first script I ever um, read was when I was like, I don't remember, like five or six. Um, My brother was invited to some random audition and I just, just tagged along. And then after he did his reading, the casting director came out like, hey, you want to come in and read? I was like, sure. And I like walked into the room and they like made me read this paper. And I was like, what is going on? But this is so cool, you know? Um, And so I think that was kind of the first like dose of um, my acting uh, thrill, I guess, if you will. Um, And then then my parents enrolled me into some acting class on on Sunset Boulevard somewhere. when I was like seven, eight. And then that's when I discovered figure skating. So mm-hmm. right after that, um, I just fell in love with figure skating, had watched it on TV. I was all about the Olympics. And so my acting kind of like excitement faded away a little bit and got, mm-hmm. you know, tucked into a little corner. So um, I was focusing on just becoming an Olympian skater. So I did that for like uh, 20 plus years. Um, I'm now coaching. Um, but because I was so devoted to, you know, such an athletic uh, life, um, I didn't really have the chance to entertain the idea of, um, you know, being an actor. Mm. And it wasn't until after I took a little break from skating, I said, oh, yeah, that acting thing. Um, I mean, throughout my life, I always been an actor in a sense. I always play with my mm. dad's camera and make movies. And so um, I've always had that kind of zest for acting. So it wasn't until this break that I took from skating, I finally got a commercial agent, um, started taking real, you know, um, classes, and then started booking a little bit of commercials, theater work here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I went back to skating and I went, you know, I went on the road to skate in ice shows um, okay. for, for many years. And then when that finished and I was like, okay, my body can't take this anymore. Um, <laughs> then I decided to come back to really devote my time to acting. Mm-hmm. So I guess if, if you want to kind of look at it, it's like I've been going back from acting to skating, acting to skating kind of throughout my life. But finally, mm-hmm. now I'm really focused on my career as an actor. And what was it that, I mean, you know, besides like the physical toll that skating was taking, was there ever, was that always in the back of your mind? Like, I want to get back to acting or? Oh, did yeah, you, did for you sure. Did you set on like one or the other? It's funny because like um, when I was doing shows, so I did, I did the whole competitive circuit until I was about like 23, 24. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're considered amateur. Like even Olympians are considered amateur status. That crazy? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, even though you're a professional at what you do, but um, right. status wise, you're considered an amateur. So when I decided to quit competing and, and go pro in, in terms of status, um, being professional is when you can start making your money. As a, mm. as a skater. And so, um, so I was skating in shows for many years on cruise ships, um, you know, um, in, in Europe doing holiday on ice. And 
to answer your question, while I was skating, like I wanted to be like kind of an actor on ice. Like it wasn't enough for me to just do jumps. And I think secretly while I was performing, you know, throughout my, my skating show years, deep down, I wanted to be acting. And so I pretended I was doing ice theater, you know, and, and being an actor on stage. Um, so yeah, I was, I, I guess you would, you could say that the seed was starting to kind of really blossom while I was doing my, my skating show years. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny growing up, you know, I'd seen all of like the Disney on ice type of yeah. shows and it's, it's so funny how there's such a blend of like, and with figure skating, it's not solely a sport. It is so beautiful. And it's such an art form, yeah. you know, it's like very performative. As you said, the, whenever they're recording for the Olympics, it's very, there's lots of emoting and all of that. It's not just Words. like, yeah. you know, yeah. not just physical. It's like so much more. Um, yeah. It's so interesting. I don't think I know anyone else that's like a figure skater <laughs> and oh. a couple hockey players. <laughs> well, I feel honored. <laughs> <laughs> So once you had made that switch to sort of devote more time um, to your acting career and I mean, just looking at your IMDb page in the last like three years or so, you'd had like several bookings. Is that when things started to, to pick up? Um, was yeah. it a change in representation or was it you sort of just dedicating more time or a mix of both? You know, um, I, I wish I had, you know, an idea of how I did it, honestly. I'm still with the, I'm still with my agent, um, Reynard. He's an amazing agent. Um, and um, yeah, the past, I would say four years when it was when, when I really uh, started to, I guess, dedicate my time seriously to acting. And, mm. you know, I, I believe in what you put out there comes back, you know, and mm. I'm not kind of like tooting my horn saying, oh, I worked so hard. So therefore, you know, but I, I feel like the universe provides you with um, exactly what you work hard for, you know, yeah. in return, like the, the effect of it. So um, I like to think it was that hard work, you know, coming to fruition. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I've been, I feel very fortunate that such a short amount of time I've been able to um, book some really cool things. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel very grateful for where I'm at right now. And it's so interesting to hear that, um, you know, because there's no linear path. There's like the basic sure. checklist of the things you need to become an actor. It's the yeah. headshot, the training, the resume, the, you know. Yeah. But once you have all those things, it's not guaranteed that it's like, all right, kid, you did it. Here's your right. series regular. Yeah. So like you said, the universe sort of bringing all these different elements together. And I'm a very big believer in law of attraction. Yeah. Everything you that you shoot out there comes right back. Definitely. Um, something that one of my past guests said, um, when you hate someone else's success, the universe uh -huh. interprets that as you hate success and it won't give it to you. Wow. So it's it's karma. It's a mix of both, yeah. like the law of attraction and, and karma sort of coming back. Yeah. To bite us in the ass whenever we're a little too bitter towards someone, you know? <laughs> no, I hear you. I, um, I you know, uh, practice a form of Buddhism that's really centered around the, the, the law of cause and effect. So mm -hmm. really like what you say, do and think generates an effect deep down in your life. And at some point that effect manifests. So whether it's a positive cause you made or whether it's a negative cause you made, there is no, like, you can't undo a cause. Once a cause is made, it's done. So you have to either face it one day with grace or, yeah. you know, it's not, not, it's not a punishment thing, but it's like, how can I take full responsibility of what I say, do and think at every moment yeah. of my life, you know, if I'm going to have to meet those, those consequences. 
Um, but uh, I actually wanted to ask you, sorry, I know this is an interview with me, but- um, It's okay. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you because um, I kind of did a little bit of research and saw that, um, you know, the, the universe really re rewarded you with your booking of Blind Spot, which mm. I think was, you know, right after you really started acting. Um, and I think it was before you had reps that you booked this role. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, could you, could you share a little bit of, I'm curious <laughs> how that went. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So with Blind Spot, it's one of those things that, um, as much as we hate the saying, it's about who you know, it really is. Mm. Uh, so my mentor who has been mm. involved in the industry on the journalism side for 30 plus years, mm. um, he knows a lot of the folks at networks in terms of like the executives and people that don't make casting decisions, but they can get you in touch with those people. Um, and I was part of a, I was in a production of the play Take Me Out in Connecticut where I'm from and he was one of the producers and he, we had a very young, very diverse, uh, culturally diverse and, and um, all over the spectrum of the LGBTQ plus uh, community and the show focused on that a bit. Um, and he saw the group and he's like, I've, he was just curious. He's just like, we've got something here. He's like, let me start my little like diversity actors initiative, get people meetings and whatnot. So that eventually led to an audition for Blind Spot for like a two line co-star, mm -hmm. um, which I ended up booking thankfully. Mm -hmm. And then a year later, they uh, reached out to, to bring me back wow. for another lab scene, which I always heard there's nothing special you can do to become recurring <laughs> unless it's scripted that way initially right sometimes it's just like hey we need another lab tech and we don't feel like posting another breakdown and auditioning a bunch of other people is just bring that guy back so that's mm. kind of what happened well it, it really uh, yeah. you really show that um you know uh i i have to remind myself often that when i get an audition number one it's a win because they want to see you right, right? and right. then two you'll never know where this co-star role may go. You know, right. there's so many success stories where it's like the, the industry moves so fast. People decide things on a, on a whim, you know, it's like, okay, we need to make this uh, regular now, you know, it's just like, you right. never know. So I think the lesson here for me is like, wow, I'll take every audition seriously. Not that I don't take it seriously, but sometimes, right. you know, you're like, oh, it's that one line audition, you know, like oh, I, another I one, really yeah. want to challenge myself <laughs> for a bigger role, but really like you you just never know so yeah thanks for being such an inspiration yeah. in that sense. oh my god get out of here <laughs> <laughs> um so i i've recently learned the same i mean i only got my first so i got my first agent in 2019 i just wow. moved to new york all of it happened it was a crazy wow. week i was like i just moved and then they found me on imdb my first episode of blends but i just aired mm. and like my clip was up on my imdb page and you know, that's always a, be a good sign for reps or like, oh, they got this on their own, whether it's through a workshop or yeah, whatever it was, you know, um, or a showcase. It's just like they, they're, they're doing the work or they they have their sort of group of connections. Um, but they were in the southeast and I was up in Connecticut and then New York. So it's like they're not going to fly out anyone to Atlanta for a two line coaster. They're going to do a sure. local hire. Sure. Um, so I was auditioning and those are all tapes. So this was before COVID ever uh, a year before COVID happened. I was, I had my self tape set up, you know, <laughs> packed and going. Um, and then, uh, I didn't get my first New York rep until the pandemic hit. It was a couple months in and 
I mean, I think we all know people who left the industry entirely during the pandemic because they're just like, yeah. I can't not yeah. do this. So I have to stop doing it altogether. Right, right. Um, so I got my first and it was like in October of this past year that I really was auditioning regularly and was learning all of that was, you know, another co-star, what I do another one and, and over and over. But then it's like, you know, of the thousands of people that were submitted for this two line co-star, you're one of 20 to 50 they got an audition and it's like that's you already beat you hit the yes. the lottery with that because you yes. beat the odds yeah so in terms of like misconceptions and whatnot that uh have come up for you what do you think was like the biggest eye-opening experience because i know there's misconceptions literally like about everything that always end up coming from people who know nothing about the industry to begin with <laughs> i i wish I had um, maybe a little bit more guidance from from fellow actors in the industry of how to organize myself mm. to to set myself up for success in a sense. Um, I think a lot of us um, come to LA or or the industry thinking like I'm just gonna sign up. I'm just gonna I'm gonna show up and hopefully I'll book something. It's like no 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 no. That's not how it goes. And so now I, when people come up to me and they're like, Hey, I'm, I'm thinking of getting into acting. What do you recommend? I lay out, I mean, what I think worked for me, which I had to discover myself is that, you know, before you set foot in front of a, a notable casting agent, you need skills and training and technique, you know, like if you show up so green, right. Um, they will remember that. And, and yeah. the more you show up green, they will continue to see, okay, this guy's not ready. So, you know, maybe we're not going to give him the time of day right now. Um, and so uh, I think I had to kind of learn the hard way. I think I did a lot of auditions where I was like, oh my gosh, I look back now. I'm like, really? Did I do that? You know? <laughs> um, but, you know, I eventually did have friends that, you know, booked co-stars and guest stars that really shared with me you know, these relationships that you have with the casting director is so important. Yeah. You know, it's, you're going to see them all the time. You're going to get to know them and they're going to get to know you and your performance and, and, you know, how you work. And so what do you want to showcase? How do you want to represent yourself? Um, and so those are things I didn't really think about. Um, but you just showed up and you can find a, a gig and, you know, um, so I think organizing myself in that way, finding, you know, taking a class to then build up to finding a rep to then being ready to present yourself in front of casting directors. Um, that's a process, you know, and yeah. that took me about a good solid two to three years. I'm still in the process. I'm not, I'm not there, you know, I'm still learning things. You know, I just started um, taking a new class because I felt like, you know, I, I feel like I have a foundation but I feel like there's some holes in that that I want to patch up just a little bit, you know, mm. in terms of my technique or how I view the material, um, you know, little habits that I have, like smacking my lips really loud, you know, just things that really are important, um, little details to, to know um, in this business. So, um, so yeah, I think uh, my, my view of the industry has definitely shifted over the past year, few years. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I would, uh, I think it was 2018 is the first time I went out to LA and it wasn't even acting related. A few things, a few meetings happened when I was there, but it was for, um, I was with my mentor and was helping, uh, I was writing for this publication that he's the editor of. 
because mm. he needed a young Hispanic mm. bilingual writer. Um, so I was there for for some events for like some press stuff, and there were a couple young actors that he knew, and and you know I think it was right around when when Blind Spot had just happened. Um, I had booked it, but it hadn't aired yet. Um, and you know, a few of them were like, "Oh, you got to come on here for pilot season." And in my head, I was like, "Why? I don't have." <laughs> I, I I I knew back then. I was like, "There's no sense in going somewhere." I, I, you know, I didn't have an agent. I didn't have a manager. That was my first booking. I got my associate's degree in theater. Like, I didn't have any like training at a reputable school or anything. So it just, and, and I feel like I hear that all the time. People are like, oh, I'm going to go become a star. I'm going to get discovered or whatever. And I'm like, by who? That doesn't happen anymore. You don't just walk into Universal Studios and hand them your right. your headshot. And they're like, all right, I'm here. I'm ready. Right. Make me a star. It's like, it's a lot of you other and 5 million there. other people are thinking the same thing. <laughs> right. Get in line, yeah. honey. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, especially now with like, you know, influencers want to yeah. be famous and be on television and, uh, because TikTok sort of exploded during the pandemic, we're not entirely sure uh, what they're going to try to do. I have a yeah. feeling we're waiting for a TikTok or, you know, TikTok star, stars in Broadway musical or something. Right, right. Um, or TikTok studios. <laughs> oh, my God. You know? <laughs> like, uh, a TikTok yeah. original series. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. <laughs> I think there is something like that already. TikTok original. I wouldn't stuff. be surprised. Snapchat yeah. has their own. Or Snapchat. That's of, I'm thinking yeah. Snapchat. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, you know, some of them are pretty funny. So, but they're more reality type stuff. So right. like, it's fine. And you know, whatever, get your ad money. Yeah. Acting is acting. <laughs> yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This industry can be so tough and hard on the emotion and the mind and the, and the body. And so to have someone that can really, um, you know, vouch for you and cheer you on and guide you, it's, I think that's so important to have. Um, I think I'm at a place in my life right now where I'm searching for um, not, not a kind of a mentor to guide me in terms of, um, you know, I'm pretty, I, I feel pretty confident in terms of um, how to get to where I need to get to. But I think in terms of inspiration and um, someone who I really want to uh, kind of like emulate, you know, as an mm -hmm. actor, um, I, used to, I used to do that a lot with ice skating. I like picked like three really like iconic figure skaters, um, like, you know, Michelle Kwan and Paul mm -hmm. Wiley and Chrissy Yamaguchi. You know, I, I really looked up to them and I almost wanted to be them you know, and I would mm -hmm. like study their videos. And um, I can only honestly say I became better because of that. You know, I like yeah. was constantly seeking to develop myself and, and better myself. And so I think um, in the acting world, yeah, I have like a few people that I really want to aspire to be like, but it's, it's like, I'm not really studying them. I'm not really kind of emulating them, looking after them and yeah. studying what they did to get there. And so um, I think having that kind of mentor figure is so important um, in this acting industry. Same yeah, totally agree. And um, similarly, having um, 
you know, your little village of, of support to yeah. that's, that's the biggest thing that I would tell young actors. Like I did a, a I taught a workshop at my old college uh, recently um, for like um, TV and film audition technique. And, mm-hmm. you know, just general advice I give to any young actor, not even just young actors, any actor yeah. that's relatively new to the industry, especially is like, find your village. You need your little support system to, celebrate the wins but also cry over the losses like you need that you can't just like give into like the defeatist mentality and right just like wallow by yourself like no go to happy hour and yeah you know vent like talk to people and you know slam one back and just (laughs) yeah and just just vent about it because it is frustrating and lord knows how many other actors are going through the exact same thing as us so why not connect and reach out like um I used to to have this actors therapy group over over Zoom and it was just like okay we're all going to just vent and talk oh, for 40 so minutes cool. and ask questions and because life has gotten a little crazy recently um I had to stop doing it and I really do miss it because it was super helpful but who yeah. knows maybe I'll bring it back in the summer. Yeah. Um but you know I think that's super important for any any young actors listening you definitely need your support system people in the industry stop venting the people who know nothing about the industry and <laughs> can't help you they're gonna just be like but you're gonna make it one day it's like sure yeah maybe but like you also need like people who know who have a possible solution or some guidance for this problem right you know like right. if you show your headshots to your parents they're gonna say oh, i love all of them they're not going to be honest with you and be like, mm, this, nope, that one's not working. Yeah. You look like a serial killer in that one. Don't do that one. <laughs> you know, like you, you need that brute honesty from people who, who are not just in the industry too, but who are booking. You need. You yeah. Know. What do you, what do you think like, one, like the biggest challenge is for an actor um, right now? Uh, well, maybe that's kind of a loaded question, but maybe someone, yeah. Like um, who's in the co-star guest star, um, realm, um, you know, consistent auditions are coming in, but maybe you're not booking or what do you think the, the challenge is there for, for an actor? Wanting to stand out. Mm. I think everyone wants to like in clubhouse rooms, especially people are like, Oh, like what's a good way for like my headshot to stand out. Mm. They're like, well, you don't want to stick out like a sore thumb mm. and same with your auditions. You want to keep it grounded in like, I always say that as soon as you get an audition, watch an episode of the show. So, you know, mm-hmm. the tone to go for right, right. and change your lighting to match the tone or change your backdrop to match the tone. I use a beige wall. There's not much I can change here. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But, you know, people have like the, the chroma key blue or the gray or yeah. whatever. So, you know, if it's a sitcom dress brightly, like it's your commercial headshot and whatever, if it's a show like Ozark, should be way darker and grittier to match the tone of the show. And um, especially if it's a co-star, it's not your time to shine. You're there yeah. to interrupt the scene or to deliver information. Right. That's literally it. And it's like for co-stars, I try and just do it as natural and as me as possible, unless yeah. it's not a character that calls sure. for that. Yeah. Um, no, I think you make a really good point about, you know, uh, the challenge of standing out because one, we do want to stand out because we're sure. competing with like, you know, say other like 10 other people in this particular audition. Um, but then you don't want to overkill, right? You want to, you right. want to do such a good job that you leave an impression. And um, I think there's a fine line between like, I have to like sell myself, you know, and, and do everything. It's kind of like a desperation mm-hmm. um, to be recognized, you know? 
um, and and really just honing in on what the work is like what what needs to be done what's right in front of you you know and I think that's a big struggle for actors um, and really trying to distinguish and stay focused on what the scene is about Um, so anyway just thought I thought pick your brain about that no, no, absolutely. That's what the show's yeah. for. That's that's why yeah. I started the, the podcast is, <laughs> is to be is to have people on the show who can sort of be that guide for other people. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, and most actors are totally I mean, I get most people on my show by like DMing them on Instagram. So in, you know, most people are OK with like like if a, if a young actor ever like reaches out to me, they're like, hey, like. Could I send you my reel and you give me your feedback? I'm like, hell yeah. Let me watch your reel and tear it apart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you why your reel shouldn't be six minutes long. Uh, Yeah, I love that. Um, um, That's a whole thing, too, is like it for me, like adding a co-star onto my reel. If it's not a long enough scene, it doesn't belong. Like my first blind spot episode is not on my reel because I'm barely Mm. on camera. Mm. And, you know, they always say like, it should be highlighting you. I'm like, yeah, it's Mm. my voice, but I'm not on screen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The others, thankfully, were a little bit more of uh, I was featured a little bit more in in Mm -hmm. the the final cut. Mm -hmm. Um, Gosh, we could I could go into all of this stuff. This is why, again, why I have a long form podcast for that reason. (laughs) Um, This is our this is our therapy session. I love it. Right. Um, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. So we always end the show mm. with a segment called getting to know you as if we haven't gotten to know you in the last 30 minutes. Um, but mm. we're just going to throw some rapid fire questions at you and okay. we'll see what comes out. And we always oh, start with it. the question, coffee or tea, coffee, TV or sure. film. Ooh, right now, TV drama or comedy. Uh, dramedy. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hero or villain. Definitely hero. Uh, what's the worst side job that you've had? Uh, um, let me think, let me think, let me think. I served at uh, this really horrible French restaurant at one point in my life and I was miserable. Like I, it, it wasn't the, the, the serving job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love serving actually, it's kind of fun. Um, it was just the restaurant that I worked at was just miserable. I relate, I can relate. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what role did you have the most fun playing? I enjoyed playing Tim on Shameless um, this past, uh, this last season. Um, it just was, I, I got to be myself. And because I brought myself to set, um, it's almost as if like everybody else were themselves. And it just created this kind of like joyful atmosphere. And it was so memorable. Mm-hmm. I love the clip you shared on, on Instagram. It was so cool to see. I was like, oh, that scene looks so fun. Like, <laughs> you guys are just having fun. It was exactly that, you know? And uh, it, it enabled us to, like, um, just mesh well. And um, I'm still, like, chit-chatting with with the guys that we bonded with, mm-hmm. you know, that I bonded with in the scene. And we're, we're, we have yet to meet up for, for, for a coffee. But, um, yeah, made some good friends from that. Love it. Uh, is there a person that you'd like to trade places with for one day? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I'm going to stick to the acting world um, because we're talking about acting. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always um, looked up to Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, If I could be in his shoes and experience, you know, his uh, acting success. And not just that, I think like what he's doing with his work for humanity is is incredible. Mm 
you know, just he's really um, uh, a leader in a sense um, and uh, standing up for using his success to really stand up for key issues in life. So mm-hmm. I'd love to stand in the shoes for a day. Uh, when were you the most starstruck? The most starstruck? Um, that's a good question. I, so I used to work at a restaurant called Houston's. Um, they're known for their like barbecue ribs. Mm. Um, and a lot of celebrities used to come to um, the restaurant. And this one time uh, Harrison Ford came in um, and <laughs> I happened to be his server. <laughs> and it's actually a funny story. I was so nervous that I couldn't say the specials correctly. <laughs> and then when I uh, went to go open up a bottle of wine, I could not open it because I was so nervous that the manager saw and came up to me and grabbed the bottle out of my hands. And then later came up to me and was like, next time you open up a bottle for someone like that, you better know how to open the bottle. And I walked away and I was oh, just God. like dying. <laughs> so I was pretty starstruck to see Harrison Ford. Yeah. I mean, good answer because... Yeah that's amazing like of course yeah. you know anyone would freak out even if you're not like a huge fan of of, yeah. of his work which oh, you're crazy yeah. to not but it's like oh my god it's Hansel. you know like everybody know it's Indiana Jones somebody like yeah 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 actually I do I do have one that um in terms of working with um it was it was for Cobra Kai um mm-hmm. this uh is we shot it at the end of 2019 um and uh and so I you know working with Ralph Macchio I had a scene with Ralph Macchio, mm-hmm. uh, that was crazy, you know, um, just being face to face with my childhood hero. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like on the verge of just like collapsing, you know, <laughs> I was so nervous yeah. and had to kind of pull myself together to really focus and, and do the scene. Um, but yes, that was a, a fun moment of my life. Just being able to see um, Daniel son, you know, <laughs> and talk to him. Yeah in his world yeah. you know that's so cool uh what is a movie that never fails to make you laugh um romeo and michelle high school reunion throwback that's like yeah one of my fades one of my big fades uh oh god the line that just came into my head is like if anyone needs to make a call i've got a phone <laughs> i've got a phone <laughs> so i'm just like man. love it uh, yeah i could sit here and quote that movie all day long <laughs> but we're not the ones that got fat I know, right? <laughs> uh, what's a movie that never fails to make you cry? Oh, I just saw, um, I only saw it once, but um, the TV show, um, It's a Sin. It's, um, it's an English-based TV show mm-hmm. on HBO Max. If you want to cry for days. <laughs> Is that the one about like in the 80s? Yes. Okay. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, During the epidemic, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. That I've been told, really but I don't want to subject that. myself to crying. <laughs> if you, if you, yeah, if you haven't cried like in a couple of years and need a good like <laughs> emotional like burst, yeah. go watch that show. <laughs> a lot of pent up aggression this past year. Go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of your system. Uh huh. And uh, last question: In ten words or less, what advice would you give to a young performer? Continue working on yourself. I love that. I think the biggest lesson and takeaway for me as an actor is, you know, the camera picks up your humanity. Mm. 
It really does. Even if you're playing a really twisted character or you're playing the sweetest person in the world, your humanity comes through the, the camera. And so when you continue to work on yourself, I believe that can, that shines the most. Mm -hmm. So that's that. it. Thank you, Michael, so much for, for coming on the show. Where can people find you on social media if they want to give you a follow? I am at, at Mike is ready on Instagram, just the way it sounds, Mike is ready. <laughs> and then um, I also have a short film that's uh, going oh, around. Oh, we didn't get to talk um, about that. Oh my God. Oh yeah, it's all good. Um, but you can take a look at it. It's at Masaru short film, M-A-S-A-R-U short film. Love it. And you all can follow us at Actors with Issues on Instagram. And a please, a big, big thank you to our sponsor, Anchor, for supporting the show. Head on over to anchor.fm to get started on your very own podcast, 100% free. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review wherever you're listening. And you can catch new episodes every Friday on all podcasting platforms. I'm Juan Yala. This is Actors with Issues, and we'll see you next week.